Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. Now, this week is going to be an amazing episode because this is the first topic we've had someone write in for and request. So one of our amazing listeners of the podcast sent us an email to grow at bucoaching.org and asked us to talk about the importance and value of morning routines. So we're going to be covering how to set the perfect morning routine, like what elements are involved in that, why morning routines are so important, and what the two keys are to ensuring you get the most out of having a morning routine. So with that said, I don't want to delay on this one. I want to get straight into this because the content we're going to be covering, the strategies I'm going to be teaching you, I know for a fact make such a difference. They've made such a difference in my life as well as in the lives of the people that we've taught them to through our coaching program. So with all that said, let's jump straight into the podcast. Let's get it done. So first and foremost, I thought it was very important that we talk about why morning routines are so valuable. Now, chances are, if you've been looking into personal development and maybe reading a few self-help books or watching uh, some videos on Facebook or YouTube or listening to podcasts such as this one, you have heard people talk about the value of having a morning routine. However, not many people I speak to know why it's so important. We just see these people that you know, are living a great life and they talk about their morning routine and we just go, oh, well, obviously I should have a morning routine. But the reason why morning routines work is so fascinating. I think when you can appreciate and understand why something's working, you're more likely to stick with it. So there's two main reasons morning routines make such a fundamental difference to your well-being and to your performance throughout the day. And the first is called decision fatigue. So the cool thing with this is human beings are designed to only make a certain number of decisions in a day. And normally we burn that energy up and we use all of our decision quota way earlier than need be. And we do it on very trivial little moments. So if I asked you how many decisions you thought you'd make in a day, what would you say? What would you guess if you were to have an estimate on how many decisions people make in a day, what number comes to mind? 10, maybe 100? Well, on average, each adult makes about 35,000 decisions per day. And now, at first, you might think, there's no way in hell we make that many decisions. But let's break it down. When you wake up, you make a micro decision in the moment. Do you get straight out of bed or do you turn the alarm off? You then decide whether you go straight to the bathroom or whether you brush your teeth or you then make the decision on what you're going to have for breakfast, what you're going to wear that day, uh, what time you should leave for work, which way you should drive to work. Then at work, you're making all these micro decisions. Every moment in our day has micro decisions in it. And... What happens, and you've probably felt this before, around the two to four o'clock mark on average, uh, you start to get a little bit foggy. Decisions become harder to make. I don't know if you've ever had the moment where you're standing in the shopping center looking at bread or cereal or, or milk or some common staple like that, and you're just standing there dumbfounded by the choice, like paralyzed by how many there are to choose. That's what happens when your brain literally runs out of decision-making energy. 
And so some really successful people have noticed this and gone, well, if I can cut down the amount of decisions I make, especially in the morning, then it saves my decision-making capacity and that energy in my brain for more important decisions later in my day. So this is why, for example, um, Steve Jobs would always wear the same clothes. Basically, every photo of Steve Jobs, you see him in the same clothing. Uh, It's why a lot of people will drive the exact same way to work all the time. We're just trying to be more efficient and put some structure in place so that we don't have to make as many decisions. Uh, There's a lot of people I know who have the exact same breakfast every day for that reason. Now, this isn't saying that you should automate or, you know, put structure and and routine to every single part of your day. But if you can start the day with a few less decisions to be made because you've set an effective morning routine, that is amazing. It makes such a difference and you can save that decision-making energy for more important decisions that will come up throughout the day. And the other reason why having a morning routine makes such a difference is a thing called the recency and primacy effect. Now, I could tell you all about this, but I think it's way more valuable to show it to you. So, Don't cheat on this one. Don't write these down. What I'm going to ask you to do is I'm about to read 10 numbers to you and your job is to remember them. Now, I'll say them a few times. I'm not just going to give them once, but your job is to remember them. And then later this episode, I'm going to ask you to say them out aloud to yourself. So again, don't cheat. Don't write it down. This is just testing how good your brain, your memory is, how good you process information. So here's the 10 numbers. Seven, one, Five, six, nine, three, two, zero, four, eight. So say them again. Seven, one, five, six, nine, three, two, zero, four, eight. So your job for the rest of this episode is to remember those 10 numbers. I'll be asking about them later. But for now, we're going to move into a section where we talk about how do you begin crafting the perfect morning routine? We'll come back to recency and primacy in a moment. Um, you know, Now that you've got a better understanding of, of why it's so useful to say morning routine, how do you even begin doing that? Now, I want to start this by saying that the perfect morning routine is entirely individual to you. There is no right or wrong. It's about choosing the things that you know make a difference in your well-being. So I'm going to share my morning routine with you and why I created it the way I did. But you know, you don't have to copy all of it or use all of it. I like to think with personal development, it's like buying um, you know, a new outfit. You don't have to keep all of the pieces of the outfit. You, know, you might just like the jacket and you leave the rest behind. You might just like the jeans and the top, but you don't like the jacket. That's fine as well. It's, it's, it's creating what works for you as an individual. But as a rule of thumb, when it comes to creating a morning routine, there's a few elements that I think are very important. One is it shouldn't stress you to do it. So people like look on the internet and see these giant morning routines that are intense and go for hours and there's so many things that need to be done. My rule of thumb is if you feel overwhelmed looking at your morning routine, it is not the right morning routine. A morning routine should be something that you look forward to doing that puts you in the right frame of mind. And that's the second point. It should leave you feeling energized afterwards. So we're looking for the activities that I call them cup fillers, right? They refill your cup. They get you pumped up for the day, physically, mentally, and emotionally. You're you're energized. And that's the third point. We want to look for things 
that look after ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. So, for example, my morning routine at the moment is when I get up, uh, the alarm goes off, and I actually set the alarm about 20 minutes earlier than I actually need to be out of bed. And the reason I do that is I roll over and I give my wife a nice 20 minutes of cuddles, like just really hold her tight and and connect with her. And, you know, it may sound cheesy, it may sound a little bit gooey, but that makes such a difference. Like starting our day with that connection and just waking up together and holding each other, I think really helps our relationship. So you know, emotionally for me, it makes a difference. Then my next alarm will go off to get out of bed and I will get up and get ready straight away, get in the car and go to the gym. The reason I do that is I noticed that if I was going to, if I was missing the gym in the morning, as soon as it passed 12 o'clock, I was not going to the gym. I get into the swing of things with work. By the end of the day, I've burnt all my energy. I'm like, oh, do I really want to go to the gym? Not really. Even though I know it energizes me, I don't feel like going. Uh, so for me, it was first thing in the morning, go to the gym, exercise. Then I come home and I have a cold shower. So cold tap all the way in, hot tap off. The reason I do that, there's so much research around the physical and mental benefits of cold immersion. So I do a one to two minute cold shower. I go hot shower first, obviously soap off after the gym. Then at the end, rip it all the way to cold for one to two minutes. Once I get out of the shower, I will sit down and normally whilst I have some breakfast, um, breakfast isn't always on the routine, depends how I feel. I sort of listen to my body on that one. Um, But what I will do is sit down and just get a notebook and a pen and write, what do I want to do today? And I write out all the things I'd like to do in the day. I get the ideas out of my head and onto paper. I'm the kind of person who loves a checklist you know, for me, ticking those things off throughout the day gives me that little endorphin rush, that little sense of accomplishment. Um, and I feel like I'm making progress. When it's all stuck in my head, I tend to overwhelm myself and you know, feel quite anxious about all the things that I think I have to do, even though when I write them down, there may be way less than there actually is when I think about it. So the important thing to realize with that is see how I'm doing something for my physical well-being, for my emotional well-being, for my mental well-being. And I'm looking after all the areas. And that's the key. You know, I've, I've got some members who part of their morning routine is just sitting down and having a nice cup of tea, just five minutes to themselves. I have some who listening to music is their thing. Some who walking the dog outside is their thing. It doesn't really matter. It's about finding the small things for you. Now, obviously mine, it's quite long. Like by the time I have, you know, the cuddling with my wife in the morning to going to the gym, to the cold shower, to writing down my to-do list, that's about two hours all up. Um, you don't have to do something that big. 30 minutes is normally a good one. But if you can start your day by prioritizing yourself and your own well-being, it trains your brain to look after yourself. Most people these days just roll over and start scrolling social media. And we're literally training our brain then to put someone else's needs ahead of our own. And that's a problem. You know, we've spoken about that a lot throughout this podcast. So I think one of the other added benefits of having a nice morning routine is you're training your brain to prioritize yourself, which is a beautiful, beautiful skill to cultivate. So take a moment and just ask yourself, what might be some of the activities that fill your cup back up, that you get excited to do, that would start your day on the right foot, that would prioritize your self-care and well-being, and that look after physical, mental, and emotional well-being? What are the things that work for you? I'm going to invite you to do is just If you can, write them down. If you're driving and listening to this, take a mental note. Start prioritizing those. That's the key. Now, we're going to talk about the two keys that are going to make sure you follow through on this because it's one thing to design a nice morning routine in our head. It's a whole new ballgame to follow through on it. 
So before we dive into this section on the three keys that are going to make sure you follow through on this morning routine that you've just started to create, I'm going to ask you, what were those 10 numbers that I said earlier in the podcast? Do you remember any of them? I'll give you a moment to think now. See if you can remember any of them at all in order. There was 10 of them. And if you want a hint, none of the numbers were repeated. The same number didn't appear twice. So it's zero through to nine and everything appears once. Okay, how'd you go? I'm about to read out what the numbers were and and I I invite you to think about what your answer was and see which ones you got right, which ones maybe got muddled up. Um, So we had seven, one, five, six, nine, three, two, zero, four, eight. Now, chances are, now don't, you know, worry if you didn't get that. Uh, The research around this is amazing. Very, very few people, a very small percentage of people can actually do that task, even if it's only like 30 seconds after seeing it. You guys had five minutes. Uh, Very few people can remember it. But a, a lot of people, the common thing that happens and that we see is people will remember the first three and normally the last two or three and then everything in the middle gets jumbled up. Why does that happen? Well, it's something called the recency and primacy effect. We mentioned it earlier. So it's the idea that your brain will remember the first thing and the last thing much, much more clearly than the middle. And you may have seen this before. I know on Facebook, there's always a post that goes around that says, if you can read this, you're a genius, blah, blah, blah. And what they've done is the first letter and last letter of every word is where it's meant to be. And then all the letters in the middle are jumbled. But your brain can still read that because your brain is looking at the first and last letter and then the rest of the middle doesn't matter so much. It makes a judgment call whether they're in place or not. So the brain's wired to do this. Now, if we think about that in terms of our day, it means our brain is more wired to be receptive and take on and remember the start of our day and the end of our day. This is why I love morning routines. And as an extension of morning routines, I highly recommend evening routines too. I'll do a whole nother podcast on those because it's a different sort of strategy for evening routines. But you know, if you have a good morning and evening routine, it doesn't matter so much what happens in the middle of your day. People think they have to change their entire week or their entire month or their entire life to feel good. And I say, just start by changing your morning and your evening. If you can just start with those two things, it makes such a difference to your happiness and well-being. So with that in mind, let's talk about how you can make sure you follow through on this. There's three keys. The first one is consistency. You've just got to keep at it. It's like learning any new skill or habit. Don't go into your morning routine thinking you're going to stick it straight away. That would be like expecting yourself to be fluent in a new language after one lesson. It's not going to happen. Right? We've got to keep going. So honestly, like keep consistent with it. They say it takes 30 days minimum to start building a habit. I reckon it takes up to 60 to 90 before that's cemented. The second one is accountability. You are so much more likely to follow through on this if you can get an accountability buddy. So, uh, you know, whether that's a friend, it's a coach or a mentor, whether you do it through, there's an amazing um, app called Habit Bull, which will track your habits. So if all your morning routine is habits, you can track success in it. That's a really cool one. Uh, we actually have an online Facebook group that's open to anyone called the BU Community. Uh, so just jump on Facebook, search BU Community, request to be added into it. We actually help people stay accountable to their well-being and self-care in that group and you get to connect with people who are like-minded. So definitely jump on Facebook and search for the BU Community and just say you're a listener of the podcast and you'll get added in. Um, but accountability is key, right? We want to have something that keeps us you know, with skin in the game. And then the last one is persistency. You will fail. You're not going to hit your morning routine every day. 
Like my morning routine, the one I just told you about, I've been practicing that now for maybe about six months, maybe a little bit less, maybe five months. And I don't do it every morning. There's no way I do it every morning. But I do it as often as as I can. I prioritize it. If a day gets missed, you know, whatever, let's get back on the horse, let's keep going. So don't let one missed morning turn into a missed week. That's where a lot of people go wrong. They think, oh God, I've screwed up. You know, my morning routine is over, done and dusted, stuff this. Don't get back on the horse, try again. We don't learn to ride a bike by reading a book about riding bikes. We don't learn to ride a bike by listening to a podcast about it. We learn it by getting on the goddamn bike and falling off and then getting back on and going again. It's the same with your morning routine. You will fall off, you will stumble, you will fuck up, you will fail, and that is okay. So those three keys again, consistency, accountability, and persistency. Thank you so much for choosing to invest your time into yourself by listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I cannot wait to hear about your morning routine and to put into practice what we just spoke about with consistency, accountability, and persistency. I'm going to offer to keep you accountable right now. If you send an email to grow at bucoaching.org with your new morning routine, uh, you know we will keep an eye on you. We'll make sure you're following through on it. Same thing with joining that Facebook group that we just spoke about, jumping on Facebook, searching BU community, jumping on that, post your morning routine, post your intentions, and then that way everyone in the group, our coaches, all the other members can also keep you accountable to this change. Um, you know, With that said, as always, you, you know that... The reason we do this, the reason we have the Facebook um, page with all the videos we put up, the reason we have the YouTube channel with the new series that we've just launched, the reason we have this podcast is to give back and make emotional intelligence and well-being more proactive, more practical, and quite frankly, more fun. Now, our vision at BU is to positively impact one trillion lives, and we cannot do that alone. We cannot do that without your help. Two reasons. One, there's not a trillion people alive today. But the second reason is, this isn't about us. This is about making a cultural, global, and generational change to the way people approach their well-being. And we need your help to do that. If you love this episode of the podcast, you can help spread this message so many ways. You can like the podcast, you can favorite it, you can leave a review, you can jump on our uh, website and start uh working on yourself further with some of our free trainings that we offer through there. So go to bucoaching.org and check out some of the free trainings we offer. You can screenshot that you're listening to this podcast and put it up on your social media channels. Make sure you tag at bu underscore coaching because we love interacting with you guys. You can send it to a friend who you highly recommend should listen to this episode. There are so many ways to make a difference so many ways to help and it's with your help that we can spread that positive ripple effect that one day will impact a trillion lives. You know, it might be 10 seconds of your day but the difference that that can make in someone else's life long term is so, so worthwhile. So please do feel free to do any of those things or if you want to work on your own emotional intelligence and well-being some more, you're more than welcome to reach out to us. Jump on our website, go to the contact us section and get in touch with our team, connect with them. They'll be able to help give a tailored um, guidance. We offer complimentary connection calls where you can jump on the phone with one of our 
highly trained coaches for 15 minutes to discuss where you're at and put together a tailored journey to you to help you really move forward with your emotional well-being in a way that's practical, proactive and fun. Now, you know how we end this thing. From the bottom of my heart all the way out to yours, be empowered, be exceptional and be you.